Larry said the Halloween mask and the new one looks like fucking David Caruso. And <laughs> oh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And th- and now I can't fucking what? unsee it. And, oh and- shit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Handy the Final Girl. There's a reason we're supposed to be afraid of this night. And I'm Sean of the Dead. You're so getting dry fucked tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the house that screams. Tonight we are talking about the 2018 Halloween. And we have Erica Wright. Happy Halloween, Michael. Dave Gurman. I'm missing dance class for this. <laughs> you go nice. If I had some other kind of babysitter, she'd be reading me a story. I wouldn't be up clipping my nasty ass toenails. <laughs> Mac the All Star. Oh man, I got peanut butter on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some new friends of the show, uh, Ken and Ashley Sledge of Sledgehammer Horror. Hi. What's going on? Uh, you don't believe in the boogeyman? I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer. But the boogeyman, no. Well, you should. Hi. Happy Halloween, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And as guests, we throw you into the fire, and you guys get to start the conversation tonight. What do you have to say about this film? Um, This is a film that I, I'm, I'm kind of biased, I guess, because I'm not a huge Halloween fan. Um, I think that this is a film that it's good in the Halloween universe. But I think there's so many recycled things from Halloween 78 where this is supposed to be a direct sequel, not so much as a reboot. So for me, this is just an average okay movie, and Ashley will completely disagree with everything that I just said. This is true. I love Halloween. It's my favorite franchise. Yeah. Um, Nico, what do you got to say? All right. So let, let's call it what it is. I mean, there was no way in hell that this was going to be any worse than Rob Zombie's Abomination movies, right? <laughs> Um, I was so hyped for this, and you know, thankfully, this did not disappoint. This is hands down my favorite entry in the entire Halloween franchise, and there was a sentimental attachment to this film that we'll we'll get into later in the show that I have, as you as you know. Okay, um, Erica. Okay, so I'm uh, I came in a little biased because I actually read the novelization before seeing the movie. I didn't see the movie until yesterday. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, 
I don't know. I really enjoyed the novelization. Um, but then I, when I was watching the film, there were just certain things the novel version did better. Like there was better character development and um, in some cases better dialogue. So I watched the movie and it actually left me feeling a little flat compared to the book. So um, I know that's maybe an atypical reaction to it because I didn't really go in with like an unboxed opinion. Um, Eric, I do have a quick question for you. Because yeah. it is notoriously known, uh, our episode about this is lost, but we will re-record, that you hate Halloween. So how did how does this make well, you feel? Like, do you hate it? I, I don't know. Maybe hate the first Halloween is a strong word. I just think it's extremely overrated and boring and not at all scary. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I do feel like it's well-directed. Like, John Carpenter is a great director. It's just like there were just a multitude of things about the original that I just didn't think worked all that well and I didn't understand and still don't understand why a lot of people love it so much this one I mean I have to say I was more entertained by it but I don't necessarily think it's better than the original it's definitely not directed as well as the original but I'm like maybe showing my hand a little too much here (laughs) we all do that from time to time okay um that's me jumping in um it's probably a good thing I went after Erica because I have to say um which shouldn't be a surprise. This is not my favorite um, franchise. Um, uh, I represent tonight with my Freddy Dream Warrior shirt, but um, <laughs> like Halloween's always kind of just been there for me. Like it's okay, but it was never heavy rotation. But when I saw this film, I was actually really impressed with uh, this, uh, what they call recalibration. Because uh, they didn't want it to be like a reboot. They wanted it to be a recalibration. And they got John Carpenter to be more involved in it because he did not like what Rob Zombie did by giving a backstory. And did any of us like what Rob Zombie did? No. 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 Well, okay. Obviously, uh, <laughs> obviously Max is in class by himself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Always. So, so I can understand that they got John Carpenter to be more involved. And with that, we got the return of the shape, which Nick Castle. I mean, it was it was really pretty awesome. Uh, I had no expectations going into this. So I was impressed because I had the bar was like literally on the ground. I didn't care. <laughs> so I, I came into this a little trepidatious after seeing the reboots of Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And I was extremely disheartened. Um, like Candy and Erica, Halloween's not been one of my favorite franchises. Um, you guys know my love for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and leather, all things Leatherface. Um, but I just actually really enjoyed this. I thought it was, you know, a pretty decent flick. Um you know the some of the kills in it were pretty brutal i especially loved the the bathroom scene uh at the gas station you know just yeah. smashing the dude's face against the wall and then you know taking the chick out in the stall and the worst thing about that is you know the fact that she's crawling around on the floor like that to me that's worse than death <laughs> that was <laughs> awful that was i was cringing right yeah just just take me out sorry um, I, but, I, I wanted some hand sanitizer right yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, all in all, I mean, I actually, you know, enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I do like the fact that it wasn't a typical reboot, um, that they were trying to pick up off of, you know, the uh, the first Hall- the original Halloween. But uh, 
the score in this uh amazing you know the music oh my god yes the music in all halloween films i mean just just the theme alone you know i worked in, i worked in a haunted house for a long time and of course it would get overplayed in you know listening to it every night uh <laughs> right yeah 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 that's i love that but uh but yeah i mean i thought it was a pretty damn good movie awesome okay uh dave so as you guys know other than night of the living dead the original Halloween is, is is ground zero horror for me. You know, I was 13 years old when this movie came out. This movie was made for 13-year-old Dave. Or the original, I mean. And so, and and I pretty much, other than uh, Halloween 3, which I've seen a few times, I really haven't seen any of the sequels, any of the Rob Zombie ones, any of the other ones. So when this one came out, it, it just totally passed onto my radar. I don't even think it had, I don't think I even knew that it existed until I saw it come up on my um, Netflix feed or wherever I saw it online. And so I went and watched it a couple of months ago when the first time I watched it. And I know it is a little heavy handed on the fan service. It does a lot of little cheeky little fan service bits. It gets a little bit thick. But for me, every little bit of fan service, I was just like bouncing up and down in my chair. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because the the I love the original Halloween so much. So I appreciated that they were throwing us all the fan service they could come up with. Um, and still keeping it, like, like Sean said, the kills in this are really great, especially the doctors getting the doctor getting his head smushed <laughs> i like yeah. that scene and the and the handfuls of teeth in the bathroom was pretty brutal oh, i i think this movie i oh, thought yeah. it was great i i thought it was great i and uh but then again i love the original more than just about anything so i guess i'm biased <laughs> okay let's hear from you mac oh you're gonna hear from me me <laughs> in this class by myself i feel like me and my constituents in here could say obviously the first halloween i enjoy that the best that was the best all the other shit after that, like, you know, with Busta Rhymes and stuff like that, it was all, it was bullshit. I did enjoy the Rob Zombie cut, but this right here, man, I, I, I enjoyed it. And I think what set me into the, maybe it caught me with a little bit of uh, what I do for a daily living. That first scene, which is my picture, my workspace isn't set up like that, but I deal with those people. Those noises, those sounds, the the whole situation. Yeah, we don't got dogs, but that whole situation had me in a space where I was like, okay, uh, let's, you know what I mean? And then the killing kept me around. So <laughs> I'll leave it like that for now until you guys, like, destroy me and my constituents in our class. And um, <laughs> I'll come back. <laughs> okay, uh, Ken and Ashley? I just want to say that I think I'm in the minority that thinks that Halloween 3 is the best in the whole franchise. You're not in the minority. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying it the whole time. I love Halloween 3. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. And I'm a fan. It's different. <laughs> for, for me, I think the whole thing with uh, – and Ashley, her favorite is Halloween H20. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I like being that one big too. fans of Scream, I think that that has a big influence on us. And um, I think the big part of this one, like I said, there are so many – uh, unneeded and unnecessary twists that they tried to pull through in this movie. Um, like with Dr. Sartain, I think that was just absolutely ridiculous. And the whole, say something, Michael, say something. It was just like, you know, we heard him say, die in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And I literally died a little bit inside when that <laughs> happened. And yeah. I love Tyler Mayne. I think that he's absolutely brutal. I think that he was one of my favorite Michaels, even though I think the movies were dog shit. But um, <laughs> you hear him, heard him say, die, 
to Dr. Loomis. It was just one of the lamest things in the world to me. So them focusing on that in this movie and the Dr. Sartain twist, I just thought was just almost red herring. Like they're trying to give you something that they just absolutely fucking should not have tried to give you in this film that was not necessary and that was totally unneeded, just in my opinion. Um, Nico. I was going to um, bring that up a little later, but I'm glad they brought it up now. That's actually one of the, the things I, it, for me, that's the only major negative. And thankfully, you know, the train gets back on the, on the track, but he's right. That, <laughs> com- that twist was completely unnecessary. It almost derails the entire fucking movie. And I understand that they're trying to just have that as a setup. So that, so that Laurie and Michael can come face to face again after like these, you know, these 40 years. For, for this particular universe, but that, that scene alone almost ruins the movie as a whole. Not enough for me to hate it, but thankfully they, <laughs> they, they fixed it pretty quickly. Otherwise, it would have turned to complete batshit after that if, if, if they would have kept on that, that track. Erica? I, I, I like the concept of the twist that they were trying to do with the doctor, but it was so unnecessary because they just immediately threw it out the window. And it's like either commit to it and do something with this plot, which it could have been cool if it had been executed properly, or just don't do it at all. In this case, I think don't do it at all because they just didn't take any time to develop that. And I can tell you, not to interrupt, but like I saw this on opening night and I saw this three separate times. Every single time there was a loud, audible groan, collective, like almost face palm in the theater when that (laughs) happens, when he kills the cop and puts the mask on three different times. That happened. When he puts the mask on, it's one of the stupidest things in the Halloween universe, it, it including, kind of Buster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including Buster Rhymes. Including Buster Rhymes. Yeah, Kung Fu Buster Rhymes over Dr. Sartain, Michael Mask all day. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Okay, Erica, you said you had some more complaints? Oh, uh, oh I have plenty of complaints. But I have <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got? Yeah, th- these episodes are a marathon, not a sprint, right? So. Right. <laughs> uh, Dave. All right, I'm gonna uh, defend. Uh, okay, Doctor Sartain putting on the mask. I I agree that was a little bit groan worthy, but the the whole point of Doctor Sartain is his hubris. He thinks he understands Michael. He says, uh, mm-hmm. like when the when the reporters say he hasn't said a word in 40 years, he says, oh, he can speak. He just chooses not to. The smug way he says that, he thinks he gets Michael, and so and and so his whole thing is, uh, he, he thinks that that he and Michael are connected somehow. And the way that Allison even escapes from him, the doctor is saying, is lying to him and saying Michael spoke to me, and that totally the doctor's like, what did he say? So his laying there and his last words being say something, Michael. He thinks. Like he's got Michael figured out and that they're connected. And Michael just stomps his fucking head. And, and Michael, that's Michael. That's Michael Myers saying, no, you don't get me. I am just I'm just an elemental evil. You don't get me, motherfucker. And that's I think that's the point. I do think putting on the mask was a little bit hokey, although his retractable um, switchblade scalpel thing was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and it yeah, shows up was- later in the one cop's head. I thought that was pretty neat. But that's my defense of Dr. Sartain. He, his sin is hubris and he gets his head stomped for it. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about that because I, uh, I look at where she's like, oh, so you're the new Dr. Loomis. He's like, no. <laughs> Makes it clear right off the bat, no, I am not. And, and the great thing about Dr. Loomis played by, you know, the wonderful Donald Pleasance was that I think he actually did sort of get him. You know, and he got that he was pure evil, and that's it. Yeah, that's he knew that this, that this was no man. 
yeah, full naturally stop. this shape. You know what I'm saying? So I like it that they clarify that very quickly that, no, I am not the new Dr. Loomis because nobody can be. And, um, yeah, thinking that he gets it, yeah, is really – I just completely agree with what Dave said. Um, I want to take this moment to point out – they. Do you guys realize this is the 11th entry in the franchise? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, I feel yeah and, unfortunately. And, and I, uh, ironically, this is going to be the only horror franchise to hit 13 fully. Yeah, Over Friday the 13th, no less. They, you know, John Carpenter was saying this will be the last movie, but then they greenlit two more movies. So it's going to end on 13. So we've got Halloween Kills. Uh, coming out from this, and then Halloween ends, and hopefully it will fucking end. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they've already killed Lori like six fucking times. There's I know she's she's just like, supernatural as Michael. Like I know she's badass. <laughs> and and before we uh, before we hand it off to Mac, I just want to say, you know, this film, David Gordon Green. Now this is a guy that gave us Pineapple Express, <laughs> and mm-hmm. which I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, but I loved your highness. I thought your highness was fucking great. I like that. And, and, you know, and, and Danny McBride's involved in this. My boy, Kenny Powers. Totally. When, when I found that out, when I realized he was involved in this, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, like I'm so used to his dick jokes and and (laughs) fart jokes and you know what I'm saying? Like to take on something this is the end. Right, yeah. yeah. He yeah. Or eastbound and down. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to take peanut butter penis thing, man. Yeah, right. exactly. You you're right. You're total right. Danny I mean, to McBride. To take something on of this caliber and and make it what it was, you know, was it a perfect movie? No, but it it was totally not what you would expect from those guys. And I think it's something, if I can just cover it for a second, it's something we have recently talked about on an episode, how all these uh, comedy people are moving and doing horror things. We've got, you know, um, with Spiral, uh, we've got, that's Chris Rock. We've got just a lot of comedy people who are doing, um, look at Jordan Peele. I mean, he was a comedian and he fucking blew us away with Get Out. So I think that was the episode where we talked about it. But yeah, I mean, uh, Comedy and horror are so closely related. That's why we get so many horror comedies. Yeah, but yeah. this, this uh, yeah, was definitely a straight horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt. All right, me and my constituents are back. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I agree with Erica. That whole uh, scene with uh, the doctor was totally unnecessary. Like, if they didn't do that in it, I think I might have been, like, enjoyed it a little bit more. Because that shit was just weird. And it's a big jump to be like, oh, I'm going to kill the boss cop. I'm a killer now. Like, what? Yeah. But anyway, a good scene, though, that I thought was good. That little kid, man. She I was about kid, to say that. He, sh- he shot the doctor. But what do you expect? Scared ass little kid. But, yo, oh. G little man trying to get his daddy. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Right, yeah. We're going away. Uh, Nico. Well, to kind of, I thought he was going to go where I was going with that, but he didn't. Um, Jabril Nantimbo, I think I said his name incorrectly, but the, the little actor that plays Julian, I think Julian. we can all agree, he fucking yeah. stole the whole movie in the, mm-hmm. the whole 10, yeah. 15 yeah, minutes that he was in. in. Absolutely. I, actually got a, I, I got to meet him, and I got to meet James Courtney and Nick Castle at, at, at a Monster Mania. The three of them were there. 
Uh, James Hood Courtney was fucking awesome, by the way. Like, people, and I was one of them, thanking him for saving the Halloween franchise. And he was just so down to earth, like, you know, I just did my job, whatever. Nick Castle was fucking awesome. But I got to admit that that little Julian kid, though, he's a little shit <laughs> in person. Like, he's a cocky little prick. Like, he knows he's in one of the biggest movie, biggest horror movies of all time. And and he definitely, like, parlayed that with how, like, his... um his essence and like his presence was like, he definitely took advantage of the situation for, for being in Halloween. I tell you that. And like, his dad is one of those like stage dads, like like Chandler Riggs, like, you know, from the walking dead, like his dad is like a stage dad where like, he's trying to sell literally everything else and use like the kid is like the, the way to get it. But, but I mean, so doesn't take away from the fact that he stole the movie, I I think from everybody and including Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like that that Miguel Nunez effect in uh, Friday Five. You know, he's only right. in for five minutes, but he stole the fucking show. Yeah, like, exactly. I'll care about his demon. Thank you. Yep. God damn exactly. it, Ken and Ashley. We actually wanted to talk about a scene that we were talking. So far, every time you've talked to me, I've shit on the movie. But me and Ashley <laughs> wanted to talk about a scene that we both actually really enjoyed, and it's. Mutually, one of our favorite scenes in the whole Halloween franchise. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Yeah. Um, the scene where Karen is, um, like, acting like she can't um, help herself, and she's screaming for her yes. mother. And, yes. Um, and then Michael pops out, and she says, gotcha, and he shoots him. I love that scene. It yeah. gives me chills. We, we were there opening night, and that's another, like, you are talking about um, how loud the groan was for uh, <laughs> Dr. Sartan. dumb fucking Michael mask. But this was equivalent to, like, the cheer that we got in the cinema when that happened yeah. was equivalent to Captain America saying, Avengers Assemble. Like, the whole, when she was like, gotcha, and she shot, the whole theater was just, like, in an uproar. Like, it was it was super yeah. dope. And like I said, it's something that's never really, truly been. I believe there's more negative in the Halloween franchise than positive. That yeah. moment, like, gave me goosebumps. Like, it was a, a super awesome moment to be a part of on opening night. There had nothing been spoiled. Agreed, yeah. Agreed. And to totally hear that, gotcha, and the whole crowd just bam, bam, bam. It was was super awesome. Yeah. For real, the same thing. Like it was like the equivalent of like when Cap, like you said, picked up well for me the hammer in in Endgame. Like the 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 crowd just whole like just holy pop Mm -hmm. during that that scene. Okay. Um, I wanted to say something. I know some of us here, um, like Nico, Erica, Sean, and I, we've read that Final Girl Support Group book, and we want to discuss that. We're going to get an episode scheduled for that. But I wanted to talk about, because I know when we talk about Final Girls, I like to, um, you know, talk about what it's like after. We never really get too much of after, like what happens. And we see Jamie Lee Curtis, she's got, you know, how she – you get, you get sort of the backstory how she raised her daughter and her daughter's like, she's fucking crazy. But, you know, she has that final girl syndrome. Like I got a panic room. I've got an arsenal. I've got this big and, and like a gate and you have to like, you know, talk or whatever um, to get in. And I think that that's very real in a final girl perspective, especially like, you know, it kind of, it just reminds me of the final girl support group book, uh, which you ha- if you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. I couldn't fantastic. put it down. I read it in a day. It's so good. Yeah, the book's really good. And we're gonna it's we're gonna do fantastic. a discussion on it full of spoilers, but uh, those of us who've read it. But yeah, so like um those you know Erica and Nika, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. I think Jamie Lee Curtis is a very good example of that. Of like 
you know, our main character and that who, you know, has escape routes and plans and whatever. So I like seeing that. And uh, I, I just love that when they brought her back, they brought her back a little quirky because, you know, after a while, like this motherfucker keeps trying to kill her like shit, you know, so you got to be overprotective when you've died three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Acknowledge yeah. it. So they're they're basically this is like a direct after effect of the first film. They're kind of not using the rest of them as canon. They took right. out the whole like she's his sister, blah blah blah. So, so make it more mysterious, make it more ominous because it's just smartly, he just wants to by fucking the way, kill her. Smartly doing that. Yeah, so I just really like the portrayal of uh of Lori by Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought she did a great job, and I really think you would be traumatized. You know what I mean? And do some crazy yeah. shit. And uh, I'm going to take this time to cut in. Uh, my man Rob, the cinema drunkie, has popped in. He's got uh, some thoughts he'd like to share. Go ahead, Rob. N- no, no. Uh, I just wanted to ask. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. 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 You can't see me, though, right? No. My camera's, no. My camera's you are, not. You are absolutely John Cena right now. Huh. <laughs> yeah, my, my my camera's not working, and my mic just started working. Skype just came up, uh, so I'm definitely fucked. I, I, I really have nothing to add and shit, because since you already started, I just wanted to see that, because I wanted to make sure I, whatever was working and shit, so I'm just going to hop back out, because I just wanted to see something, because... Okay, I'm sorry, but we we had to do a time crunch with our no, guests. No, no, so. no, no, I, 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 I get it, I get it, but, you know, just... it it, 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 is, it is. Well, yeah, just stay. Yeah, what the fuck else am I gonna say and shit? I came Yo, in the middle of the hot, discussion. Give a hot take, man. I'm in the class by myself. It don't matter. Yeah, you're in the <laughs> no, you're not. I'm here with you. What was your Halloween quote for today? Halloween four is better. <laughs> what? Okay, you can go now. Go. Bye. Get out. No, I'm kidding. Damn. <laughs> Doing your class by yourself, it looks like. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that they were they were shitting on you and shit while I wasn't here and shit. Y'all picking on my boy while I'm not here? Is that what is going on? <laughs> Who is I, I brought I brought him. I brought him in here for some. He needs to be in my class. What? Um, <laughs> they were talking shit, Mac. They were talking shit in here. Nah, they don't like Rob. I didn't know we were allowed to call backup. Oh, I had to, man. I'm in the class by myself. <laughs> You can only talk to yourself for so long. My constituents are getting upset. True. I'm, like, I'm not yeah. here with you. You're not in my class. Did you like five? All right. All right. Uh, go ahead. Continue on with the discussion while I try to figure out what the fuck is going on with this camera right here. Yeah, I'll later, bro. Better. All right, brother. Side note, five is better than four. Ooh. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me jump back in for that. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What? The, uh, 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 what? Oh, Dave, I like that pose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shit. Five, I you can see me. Five, five is the abomination to the Halloween franchise, and uh, I, I will not hear anything. That five is an embarrassment to the entire. It has the worst of everything: the worst mask, the worst score, the worst Pleasant's performance, uh, the worst gore, uh, the the worst ending. Uh, the worst characters. Tina is the fucking worst. The worst final girl. Every big thing about that movie is wrong. And uh, that's my final thought. Can I can I just say that I 100% agree with you? Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes that one. <laughs> yeah. I like five. I think, I think six and resurrection which, are the worst. Which one was down. five? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> five, five was the one where they introduced the man with the spurs and the thorn cult. Well, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I have not seen that. I have and, not and seen Danielle that. Harris is mute. I'm with you, Dave. Yeah, I remember that now. 
Danielle Harris is mute Kim's for like, some reason. It's like, I'm never coming back. And she's got some like weird fucking psychic bond to Michael Myers all of a sudden. Yeah. But Rob, did you want to share anything about this film? Rob? Okay. Um, like that. All right. All right. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, mommy was calling. Um, uh, about this movie? Uh, yeah, this movie is great. Um, I like I like this a lot. Uh, I remember uh, me and Nico was texting each other because uh, we, we both went to the well. He went to on the, his side, and I went to the premiere on my side. And we was texting each other what we thought of the movie and shit through, through, throughout. Um, I remember going with uh, my my Goonie shirt. Um, uh, due to Truffle Shuffle because um, I don't have many horror shirts, especially Halloween shirts, and I'm not that guy, you know. Uh, that that it, uh, that was a PCU reference that nobody got, but whatever. No, um, I know that because I, I try not to be that guy at like concerts. Like you know, they're like, "Can you can't wear a Deftones shirt to a Deftones concert?" I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be that guy. Never be that guy. No, fuck that. I am that guy. I'm probably that guy. I'm so serious. Up. You can't wear your fan gear to the thing you're going to like. like yeah. to it's like a yes. social role, but you know how I feel about those. Go fuck yourself. No, nah, fuck yeah. that. I go to Comic Con dressed as Goku if I could. The fuck? No, but that's, that's different. We're talking about like, well, it was PCU I'll, who started it. PCU made the rules, so. Who the fuck is PCU? <laughs> when I was in high school, before PCU was out, it, it was still a rule. It was just acknowledged in that film. What? But yeah. anyway, uh, what did what, what what else do you have to say about this film? Um, I I like I like the uh, what I wanted to say was I like the how um this is basically a middle finger to the sequels and the remake. Yes. Um, <laughs> they need. Yeah, the um with the yeah, the fucking blog. The bloggers in the podcast uh, obviously being the representation of the sequels and the doctor being a representation of uh, Rob Zombie in the remake. Um, you know, especially with him trying to get Michael to say something since, you know, Rob Zombie <laughs> wanted to get Michael to say one word about the, the remake and its sequel. So, you know, when, when the doctor finally bites it, say something, Michael, and the fuck you. No, Squish. I'm not saying shit. <laughs> Would you have shit like your that. pants, though, if Michael was like, something... <laughs> Michael's got a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Michael, Michael's a dick. I, I, also, I like how I like how basically all the men in this movie are dicks. They um, are. Yeah, or goofballs. Old, yeah, goofballs. Uh, especially, especially that fucking boyfriend and shit. Who the, you thought the sheriff was uh, a dick? His hair, his oh, hair just oh, distracted me the whole. All time. the all, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> all the all the men in this movie are dicks. Uh, I didn't think the sheriff was a dick. He kind of was Lump- a dick, except Lumpy. Huh? Oh yeah, we, um, we love Lumpy. Lumpy. Oh, Lumpy. He wanted to go to dance class. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that was some sad. Shit. That was kind of brutal. I did think that when that like. That was pretty. Brutal. I said, "Oh my God, Michael." That's the, right. that's apparently the first time that Michael, as an adult, ever killed a child. Yeah. In, in, any, in any of the in any of the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then and then you had uh um, I mean, he killed the dogs in the fucking original, so he's obviously a fucking asshole in the highest proportions. You nah, know, I feel like you killed, you're not allowed to like, kill the animals. But but yeah, that, but it's funny he, how he left he left the baby alone. That's right. I was just about to he say that he did the leave the baby. There, there was that like I, I remember I remember everybody in the theater and shit when he Tense stopped up. at the baby. Tense yeah. up. Everybody was like yep. like for a second like, <gasps> and then when he yeah. walked off, it was like ah. Oh. 
Yeah. He left the baby alone. That's great. That's that, great. That's yeah, great. the one that montage scene was awesome. Was oh, not yeah, the it baby? really was. The one shot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that shit so much. You, he, you know me. Gets, gets the woman with the hammer and then walks into the house and stabs a bitch through the back of the neck and <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, Sean. Stabbed a bitch in the back. Back of the neck. Who was Marion Singh, who's awesome, by the way. She's very interactive on Facebook with people. So, yeah, she's awesome. She's like an, a professional stunt woman and, and martial artist. So she, I think she does um, stunts in the in the new one, too, for Jamie Lee or for um, what's her name? Uh, Andy Machadic. I'm promising her name. No, I don't think she's she's kind of shorter. But um, Marion Singh is like actually like the height closer to height with Allison and Laurie Strode. Because Judy, Judy Grish is kind of short, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I think so. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to. Jamie's like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. To Erica. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, it's been a while. Um, well, okay. So I have another bit of mixed feelings here. On one hand, I feel like, you know, they should have focused more on Laurie Strode and her, you know, her PTSD and her paranoia and maybe not had so much of the teenage bullshit. You know, yes. Yeah, that shit. But on the other hand, it's like, I was. It's like, oh, gee, is this going to be something? It's like, why does it always have to be Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers? Like, on the other hand, I'm a little tired of that. Kind of like, you know, Sydney Prescott always being the final girl in the Scream well, movie. you and I agree about Scream, so yeah, you, know, I, you know how I feel. I, 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 I disagree with the, it, the, the comparison to Scream, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Sydney's never died and came back. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I hate I hate Sydney. I hate fucking. A lot of the same thing. I know. I'm a little annoyed with uh, Sydney as well. Like she's not my particular favorite. Well, we've got Scream coming up, so. I know. I might be in Russia when that airs. Oh, that's right. Fuck. I'm gonna be all alone, face to face. Although, well, I mean, Andre does have Skype. Wow. I know, right? I know, right? Try, try, maybe get Andre to come on. That hurt. That would be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I'll I'll see if he will. He might be really shy. He he feels like his English is really bad. I don't think it's that horrible. He was so polite to me. Let's try. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Nico. So one thing that I want to touch on quick was something that um Sean and Dave both brought up earlier. The fucking score is fantastic. It's it's so good. Um, this actually might actually trump the originals overall score. Yes, to the point that I actually have the um the track The Shape Hunts Allison as my fucking ringtone. <laughs> yeah. Since I, I since it came out. I think yeah, I think you were with me at, at yeah, the like, driving, oh, yeah. Phone, yeah. Um and so far like the little glimpses we've got from Halloween, well, the one glimpse we got from Halloween Kills that that track on Killable, I, I think that the next one's even going to be even more up to snuff with with the with the score on this one, but this one was by far so, which I'm excited for. But um, I I think that this this actually might be like like the the, the creme de la creme of, of horror scores even just scores period like this this is absolutely up there. I think the fact that Carpenter he definitely got better with age, and the fact that he's got his his godson and his um his son with him I think it only helped yeah. to enhance like like the score. Mm-hmm. I mean how, how many times in this movie and not once did he really have to go back to the well and go back to what he had already created in the original That's did true. all new shit and like killed it no pun intended yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah and how how awesome would that be to be able to do that with your son you know what i'm saying right? like yeah yeah pretty cool yeah 
My favorite track is uh, Through the Woods. Through the Woods? That's another good one, too. Yeah, like yeah, the whole score I, is fantastic. I love that one. Okay, I want to uh, talk about um Judy, uh, Jamie Lee's daughter. Like, all right, I get it. It sucks maybe <laughs> having to grow up like the end of the world is coming, but you got, like, some proof that the end of the world is coming, bro. Like, yeah, there's some validity to her story. So whether you uh, take her seriously or not, you still maybe be a little bit more prepared. And then going back to what Nico said, they did give us that moment where she saw her gun and it kind of swirled back what she'd been learning and whatnot. But I kind of didn't dig how, like, she was just straight shitting on her mom. Like, yo, you know your mom's crazy for a reason. Yeah. Well, it was a very Sarah Connor kind of arc. Yeah, all of us um, have some notes about how our parents raised us and what we didn't like and what we should have had. But, you know, all that shit kicked in for her. And, uh, you know, it mattered. I don't know. Can I, I just interrupt real like quick? I will never kick my mom out of my house. No matter if I interrupt. <laughs> yeah, like, not to that fucking level. Um, Nico, what would you say? Let me just interrupt real quick. And by, by the way, I mean, I'm not the only one that noticed because I know Dave picks up on a lot of this stuff, too. I'm surprised he didn't bring it up yet. Why the fuck is Karen wearing a Christmas sweater on Halloween night? Well, then, because she <laughs> said the way and, and, they into mentioned the that fucking, and into the fucking sequel in Halloween Kills, she's still wearing the fucking Christmas sweater. Well, one of the kids says earlier, you guys ought to just skip over Halloween and go right to Christmas. So one I guess of that was the gag. Kids. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think it was like, a little, oh, that, that's funny. Let's get rid of an ugly Christmas. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a sight gag. Yeah, I think it was a sight <laughs> yeah. gag. But um, it's just kind of funny how on Halloween night, this bitch is wearing a fucking Christmas Sweater. Well, why would she want to celebrate Halloween? You know what she she'd been, been through with well, her mom growing up. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. I get but it. But there's proof still. that wild shit happened on Halloween. So, like, come on, gotta believe yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, but the Christmas sweater was distracting. Like, it was just sort of like maybe a joke. I mean, it was. It was kind of funny. I mean, it was it just was funny, but, but it was I don't like know fucking so that. out of left field. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ken and Ashley. You were talking about the and something I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you guys watched a lot of the special features, but one of my favorite scenes in the film, and I don't want to get too much into it now because we'll talk about it later, um, when we're getting the head impaled on the fence post. And the score in that moment is literally John Carpenter taking a, piano, a violin bow and running it over a distorted electric guitar. Like, that's yeah. what that scene is. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just like how inventive John Carpenter is as a human being, not just when it comes to direction, but when it comes to, I mean, even if you look at the thing, you know, it's not just what is Halloween. Uh, the thing is mostly revered for its practical effects, but the score for the thing as well is phenomenal. It's a yeah. phenomenal yeah, we, score. We talk yeah. about John Carpenter and his music quite a bit on here, especially this season where we, we focus on his work. But yeah, um, the scores that he, he does are amazing. Well, Ken, that, that's, actually, that's actually what I have. Guy. That's actually what I have as my as my ringtone. Is that is the the music from that scene, Ken? Right. Yeah. That, that, to me, uh, again, as someone who was not a huge fan growing up of Halloween, um, that's something that I've always loved and respected about each of the Halloween films is the impact that the score has. To me, it's like Jaws and Psycho. Even if you've never seen these films, you know the scores, and that's mm-hmm. the impact mm-hmm. that John Carpenter had with this film. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say. Um, Silver Shamrock, though, that, that shit will get in your head. It's like an ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ken, you don't know this, but I'm in love with Tom Atkins. So anything Tom Atkins is in is, like, the best movie ever. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah. Sorry. Throwing in my I totally, 
I'm still believing that in Halloween Kills, at the end when that house burns down, what I think is there's going to be a piece of Stonehenge there, and Halloween ends is really <laughs> just a continuation of Halloween Season of the Witch. They've been behind it. Silver Shamrock's been behind it the whole time. I mean, in the Halloween Kills trailer, we see the pumpkin, the goblin, yeah. and the skeleton mask. I'm yeah. telling you, man, Halloween Kills is really just a... Real well, in this in this movie too, there's a scene where you see some kids on the street with the uh, yeah, silver shamrock mask on. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, a little more I fan service. I don't think I, I, I murdered in anyone. When I seen that, I was like, "How do we do that?" Awesome. <laughs> um. Okay, Dave. So I just wanted to touch on the humor of this movie. This movie has a couple of uh, of moments that are just truly hilariously funny. Like when Lumpy shoots the doctor on the bus kind of accidentally. I mean, we have to admit that's fucking funny because we didn't like the doctor to begin with. So he gets this accidental you know, rifle shot to the shoulder from this kid. That's pretty funny. And plus, when he gets his head stopped, Michael say something, squish. That's funny. Yeah. And, and the two and, and uh, this movie has a, a habit of introducing us to interesting, humorous characters and then killing them off immediately. Like the two cops. The two cops towards the end having a, a discussion about some Vietnamese sandwich bread. Very, you know, it's very funny. And then, you know, ten minutes later, the one guy's got his head ripped off with a flashlight shoved up his thorax. You know, you know, this shining through his eyes. This movie has a, a, a habit of introducing us to humorous characters and then killing them in horrible ways. Um, but I wanted to ask a question: Why do you guys think that the podcasters have British accents? Is that because, as Americans, we find British accents? to immediately be off-putting, like somewhat pompous, and so we want them to be suffer. Is that what that... Why were they British? Like, why did they... Would it have been less effective if they had had regular American accents? Like, what was no. that about? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I mean, that's an interesting theory. That's funny you say that, because in... in I When I was cultivating my reviews for Sean's <laughs> Shitty Reviews, <laughs> that's mentioned in one of the reviews. Why are yeah. they British? <laughs> I think it's because as Americans, we have we have an automatic reaction to British, especially their kind of British accents, kind of highbrow, like, oh, they're pompous, they're full of themselves. Plus, they're podcasters, although so are we, so <laughs> never, never mind. Yeah. I, take, I, I take it all back. I love them. But uh, <laughs> and then the thing of like and the one the guy, Aaron, he's got the scarf on, which is a little bit like a little bit um, self-aggrandizing. Foppish. Yeah, foppish, good word. Although she, I, I guess. Uh, so we don't mind him getting his head bashed in in the restroom, I guess. But I don't know. I just I just found that interesting that they were British and um, we don't mind seeing them get killed so much because of that. I guess we're horrible. I guess because of the revolution. We could go all the way back to the yeah, yeah the revolution. Yeah, that. That's a whole other conversation, that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Whole other conversation. When they smashed his head, I literally stood up and screamed 1776 and sat back down. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, Ken and Ashley, you're up. Uh, a scene that, well, again, I, I'm more of the shitter, and Ashley's more of the plucker, so um, she's going to talk <laughs> more about some of the things that she likes about the film. And this is a scene, actually, that as much as I talk about how much they ripped from the first one, this is a scene that we both enjoyed, too. Yeah. Um, the scene where um, Lori gets pushed off the balcony, and she's yes. laying there, and um, and then her granddaughter walks in and is, and is screaming, you know, Mom, Grandma, and Michael looks back at her, and then he looks back, and Lori's gone. I love God. that scene. Yeah. It's, that's total fan service from the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. It, I, I, it works so point, well. Michael, I love that. I wish Michael would have been like, I stabbed her six times! Six <laughs> times! <laughs> and she'd be like, turn about fair play, motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, and th- that's like I said, there is some fan service that I think is ridiculous, but there's a lot of that in this movie where it's Laurie instead of Michael. Even when um, she's uh, Allison's in school and she looks out the window and Laurie's there yeah. instead of you know Laurie looking out and Michael being there. So right. There's a lot in this movie where mm-hmm. they take the Michael scenes from the original and they put Laurie in those situations, and I think that that's the the fan service from the movie that I liked when they did those scenes, but reversed it with Laurie and Michael. Yeah, giving the power back to the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's almost like part, she's hunting him know? now. I mean, she had to get tough, and I like that kind of like you know it makes them sort of worthy opponents of each other because they're clearly obsessed with each other. That's my yeah. thought. Did you guys have more you wanted to add? I interrupted. I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I just think that um, those are the little moments that make this movie better. The big moments in this movie, I think a lot of them fall flat, but I think the little moments really, really stick through. And like you were talking about the comedic relief in this movie, a lot of it is funny. Like how they're so stoked about going to the thing as Bonnie and Clyde, and they went with reverse gender. You know, like that got a genuine laugh out of me when I seen them, you know, because that's something I would have done in high school. (laughs) So there's a lot of this movie where the genuine laughs, I think, are genuine. And some of the fan service is overdone. A lot of the big moments, like the Michael say something, I think a lot of that was really stupidly written. Um, and like you guys talking about earlier, the kid that's been, that, the dance kid that's 12 years old and been smoking for 35 years, you know, him shooting the doctor, like those kind of things were cool. But <laughs> overall, I think the little moments with Michael, Laurie, and Allison, those connections there, I think are probably the, my favorite part of the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nico? Yeah, I don't even think I could even say it better than he just did. There's, there's just a lot of, um, and what, you know, what Dave was saying, the, the fan service in this is like second to none. I mean, if and, and, I, and I saw the comparisons, and it is 100% correct. This this basically was the, the, the Force Awakens of horror movies yeah. when it came out. <laughs> that, it, you know, the, the amount of fan service done in, in both films is... But for me, I don't know, I, I dug all the little Easter eggs and references to the entire franchise as a whole. Even something as right in your face as the fucking van being called Resurrection Church. Yeah. Because that was the only resurrection, you know, reference we, I think we really got in the movie. You know, yeah. and I don't know, because I just watched it again the other night with, with somebody and they had never seen it. And they were just like, holy shit, this is actually really fucking good. Like, I hate Halloween. But she pointed out, and I, and I guess I have to echo, and maybe you guys know better, the dollhouse that's in um, Laurie's house in the room when she's, you know, towards like the climax of the movie. Is that the Myers house? It sure is. Is it Doll's house? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I can't yeah, really she, recognize. I didn't realize that the first time I saw it. That's yeah. how obsessed she is with, you know, what happened. Yeah. 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 She's even got a rec- a recreation of his house in her in her house. And it's it's little things like that to that detail that I think this this is what makes this movie I, to me the best of the of the franchise. A good recalibration, as well, they, they like to refer to well, it as. Yeah, if I could jump in, um, I wanted to say something. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, so I'm gonna kind of go back to that. Um, there's like the focus on the teenagers, like. We didn't really need that because everybody who's going to see this movie, they're experienced in the Halloween world. They're not going to jump in here. And the reason is because I I think Hollywood still thinks that um, mostly teenagers want to watch this shit. Um, They're not really pink. They don't know about the horror community, how they're basically my age. We grew up on 80s exploitation and 70s slashers and shit like that. you know, so it's like that's their way to pull in a younger audience. 
But it's like all of us, we're in our fucking 40s or our late 30s going, we don't fucking care about these kids. And the thing is, is now that we have cell phones, everybody has a cell phone, and it fixes a lot of issues that would have happened in earlier films or you know, that, you know, the phone doesn't work and it's the only phone in town and it's a landline, you know, like everybody has cell phones. So there was a convenient way to get rid of Allison's cell phone. The the boyfriend, you know, got caught fucking around, you know, with his other chick. And so he takes her cell phone and he throws it in like the pudding or whatever the fuck, that big ball of shit. So it <laughs> conveniently gets rid of the cell phone. And it's like that's what movies have to do now to try and maintain these these things in the past, like where a cell phone would fuck up the entire plan of, of the slasher or, you know, like if in Friday the 13th, if everybody had cell phones, they'd be like, hey, Jason, uh, just kill somebody over here. Like, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> there were no cell phones. So they have to find a way to get rid of the cell phones or either that or they play into it with cell phones. But it's always like they they disable them. So, yeah, I did not care about the teenager story. It was just a convenient way to get rid of her fucking cell phone, in my opinion, and to try and draw in a younger audience. But a younger audience, um, you know, they're not going to start here. You know, um, an older Mm. brother, sister, or mom's going to show them, you know, the first film, and then they're going to get interested. You're not just going to pull in the teen crap with this shit. Like, who fucking cares about any of that? Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to bitch about that, and on to Matt. All right. Um, no, nah, you right, Candy. That was a bullshit story just to get rid of her phone. And, like, I mean, you're 100% right. So, if everybody had their phones and just definitely be like, yo, get the fuck out, like, nah. But, um, I think the I just wanted to go back. The serial killer phone tree. Right? Yeah. I wanted to go back to what Nico was saying, uh, how, like, uh, the what, uh, Sledgehammer to the fan service and how they trans- tried to transform the franchise. He says it's uh, the best. I give it to one, but I can agree with him on uh, number two, if that's cool with you. But um, cool, when they turned the house into a trap, like, because even yeah, my wife, we were watching it, and I was like, oh, she's going to burn it down. But, you know, and she was like, oh, man, it's about to get out. And then, like, she shut it down. And I was like, fucking dope. Burn your ass. Now let's see how they... uh go with it but um i thought that was a really neat trick and it kind of made it like dope yeah her and her traps and her panic rooms and everything yeah that was pretty fucking badass um ken and ashley yeah i i gotta disagree with something that you said candy you know i love you and you know i respect you <laughs> we did a poll and i think it was 67 percent of the people between the ages of 18 and 34 their first halloween movie was halloween 2018 mm-hmm. um you got to remember this. The first time, the I mean, we're in the horror community, you know, and I, I hate to say the word influencers because I just don't feel like that's what I am. But, you know, but we kind of are influencers, there. you and I. You know what I mean? I don't know. But like, there's there's a lot of people out there that didn't grow up the way we did. Like, I grew up in a video store, you know, so you know, horror was always there for me. Some coast. But there's, there's a lot of people that the first time they see Halloween is from that trailer. And then they go back and rewatch the other one so they can catch mm-hmm. up on this one. So a lot of this younger generation, they do kind of have to pander to them because they know that this may be the first time that they've ever seen Michael but Myers. So they got to try to rope first, them in with that pandering. As you know, my first film was, uh, as a horror fan, was Night Living Dead, and there was no pandering to me. No pandering to me with the younger people. Maybe, you know, Judy was, was it, you know, she was younger. But it's like, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily need that. If it's a teenager going into this, I don't think they need all this 
fucking bullshit story. It was filler. It, and I mean, they could have still, you know, we still have a younger character they can identify with, but do we need all this bullshit story with right. it? And I agree with that, but you got to think too, we didn't need that pandering because we didn't live in a, I, I hate to sound like such an old fucking man here, but we I didn't live <laughs> in a fast forward world where you go right on to the next thing, right on to the next thing with your phone. You know, my YouTube back in the day, by finding new films was walking up and down the aisles of my video store, looking at cases, looking at the cover art. Same. And that's how I would decide what I was going to watch that night. I didn't go and watch trailers cause I didn't have the ability to do that. Right. So a lot of yeah. these kids, they got to try to hook them as fast as they can because they know they're right onto the next thing. They got their mm-hmm. phone in their hand. They, they're right onto the next thing. So what can we do to keep our old audience with us, but bring this fresh new audience with us too? And the perfect I, the perfect example of that is the Friday the 13th reboot. You have the first 20 minutes of that, which is totally pandering to the Friday the 13th fans. The amazing kills, the amazing suspense. And then you try to reel in the younger fans with the bullshit kids that come in after that. So um, I think that they, they do have – you walk a fine line when you have these movies, especially like Halloween that had laid dormant for so long. You have to pander to these younger audiences, but you got to keep it fresh enough to keep your new audiences or else you're going to come up with a film like Resurrection that was all about the fast pace and all about trying to pander to young kids and didn't do anything for the people like us that have been fans for years. So there yeah. is that fine line that you can cross over both ways for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Nico? Um, one thing that I was going to say was, um, well, number one, Re- Resurrection's a complete guilty pleasure for me. I'm not, really? I'm an unabashed, I'm an unabashed fan of that movie <laughs> because of how fucking stupid it is. I, it's it, so bad. It's good. It's there's, it's so bad. It's bad. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not the level of <laughs> Halloween five. So that'll, it'll never, or Rob Zombies, but Re- Resurrection is fucking, it's entertaining if you just watch it and it's, it's like, it's like Battleship. You just check your brain at the door, watch it for two hours and you're entertained. But um, one thing I did want to touch on was, you know, in addition to the fan service, I like Battleship. I like it too. I'm saying, but it's, but it's, but I'm saying, but it's like it's a brainless movie. It's like Fast and Furious Nine at this point. You just, you just check your brain at the door, just be entertained, and call it what it is. Um, but to go back to Erica and Ashley's quote with the happy holiday, like I thought that was kind of cool with that that little throwback, like to kind of go back to what Ken said, how she was the one doing everything. I kind of feel like to kind of pick up on what Mac was saying with the ending, where you know the whole house becomes like Michael's, you know, trap, basically. Um, I think they kind of left it a little bit ambiguous the way that they did, because I'm not sure if you guys ever watched till after the credits, but you hear him breathing yeah. at the end. So it was it was more to be ambiguous just in case, because you know, as you guys know, the original plan they were going to film. They had an idea to do the trilogy as it was, and they were going to film them all back to back, but they didn't want to, you know, count their eggs before they hatch because they want to just make sure, like, people were going to respond to this well enough. And, you know, the general consensus is that people did respond well enough. I mean, this actually beat Rob Zombie's Halloween in the box office for the overall, you know, it's, it's the highest grossing Halloween film now. Yes. Come come next, uh, come October, that's probably going to change. Even oh, during so. a pandemic, I think that Halloween is going to perform very strongly with, with the sequel to Halloween Kills. But I, I kind of like that they, they left it ambiguously open where, like, you know, Michael kind of is still the mysterious shape, but the Strodes get their, their bit of closure, so we thought. Yeah. Until until we find out in Halloween Kills how the rest of this is going to play out, which so far the, the early word is that, and from Carpenter himself, that it's a slasher movie on steroids. It's a slasher movie times 100. He said that the kills are so brutal and insane. 
that it's it's sure to satisfy any of the uh, the slasher gore hounds out there. I'm I'm actually psyched to fucking see that movie when it comes out. Nico, Nico, is Michael Myers dead in the corner of your fucking crib right now? Oh no, that. Yeah. That's that's actually the mask from Halloween Kills. I just propped it up so it would actually show in the background. It looks like it looks, like, it looks like it looks like you got Michael Myers slumped in the fucking corner. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> he says you can't kill the boogeyman, my ass. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually it's actually the head from H2O. That's what it is. Nice. No, not really. It's the Halloween Kills mask. <laughs> Larry, Larry said the Halloween mask and the new one looks like fucking David Caruso, and <laughs> oh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and and now I can't fucking what? unsee it. And, oh and, shit! <laughs> Halloween kills, huh? That's with the glasses. Put his glasses hell of a trick. on. Puts on sunglasses. Yay! No treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Is that is that David Caruso? Be David Caruso in Jade. It is now. Uh, <laughs> I remember what's now. Skinamax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is Pete Caruso right there is fucking Jade, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in this universe, essentially, he robbed a family dollar instead of going into a hardware store for the mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to jump in really quick. I like that they came up with sort of a new term for this uh, because we've got remakes reboots they wanted to call this a recalibration and it's you know everywhere that i was searching for trivia and stuff this is they insist that it's called a recalibration so it's neither a remake or a reboot just sort of a recalibration or whatever so and they've, they've created that term but i think we're getting a lot of stuff like that now like the new candy man for example i believe is a recalibration um, it's it's going to be serving the same purpose in that um, you know franchise as this film was for the Halloween franchise, um, a recalibration. So that's like a new thing. We're, I think we're going to see a lot of recalibrations. Um, we're actually getting ready to walk in to see Candyman now. For those of you listening, that's why we're sitting out here in the parking lot right now. But um, yeah, so, something real quick I wanted to ask you guys: Can we talk about Halloween Kills spoiler free for a second? Sure. Have you guys all seen the trailer? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. A million so, times, yes. I just want to know, what's your guys' favorite part of the Halloween Kills trailer? The mask from Halloween. <laughs> oh, him fucking up those firemen at the beginning. That's just like, yeah. they're just yeah. like, and, and you know that's going to be the very beginning of the movie. So it's like, they're yeah. just not, I don't think this movie's going to waste any time at all. I think it's going to start, it's going to jump right into it. My, my favorite part, original vacation Rusty showing up. I was going to say, Anthony Michael Hall, fuck <laughs> his head is back. <laughs> That's right, baby. Original vacation Rusty, although my favorite is European vacation Rusty. European yeah. vacation Rusty is hands down the best. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That's kind of like a rule. <laughs> I um I would probably have to go with the uh, the merry-go-round scene. Oh. With all the silver shamrocks, like kind of lined up yeah. with the corpses, and honestly, I mean, if you guys really paid attention to the trailer, you can kind of figure out who's who they are. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, see, Ken, Ken knows it's not that big of a spoiler. You can yeah. really figure it out exactly who's who's one of the masks. But I'm not that bright, so <laughs> cool. <laughs> you <laughs> are bright. About that, Dave. <laughs> I, wanna, I just um, gotta say, when Karen holds up that mask and says, "Do you want it, Michael? Come and get it." That's got me so fired up. Yeah. Like that, that and I, I have a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a prediction now. I don't I don't think Karen makes it to ends by the end Stop. of that film. Stop it. 
That's just my <laughs> my opinion. I I just think they're setting unless it's a complete red herring, and it's going to be one of the other two. But I, I don't I don't foresee one of them has to go. It's got to set up the stakes higher for for ends for the trilogy. Kill Jamie again. She's been through it before. <laughs> right, she's a pro. She knows. Yeah. No also, more. too, Ken, right? since you're since you're going to see it because there, there's uh, it probably isn't on there, but there's rumor that the um the second trailer for Halloween Kills is supposed to be attached to Candyman. The one that they just debuted at CinemaCon on Wednesday. But if not, it's supposed to be online like sometime next week. And Ken, I feel like I need to add you to group chat because I need a review of spoiler free of Candyman. Fuck I need yes. it tonight. Tonight? You're going to have to hook me up. Um, I, I had that. a point I wanted to make before we move on to Sean City reviews. Yes. Um, <laughs> Daniel Harris, uh, she was actually pretty fucking pissed off hmm. that she did not get to be in this movie. If anybody remembers that, uh, Daniel Harris, uh, it was mad that you know her character got kind of changed into a different character, and you know she didn't get to reprise. And how do you guys feel about that? What do you think about it would be like with Daniel Harris? Um, in I'm there? fucking glad she didn't fucking get to go in it. Plus the fact that she had a fucking complete meltdown on social media and threw a goddamn hissy fit about it. For no fucking reason. Um, yeah, no, fuck you. Not for nothing. You're in the four worst fucking Halloween movies. <laughs> point, point blank. How do you I, really I feel? I said what I said. So, like, you're going to Sorry, dude. I said what I said. She's in the four worst Halloween movies. I said what I said. People, people can at me all they want. I guess with that I one. Danielle Harris, I'd be a little upset, too, though. I don't know if I'd do all that. I don't know. I'm pretty dramatic. Who knows? Uh, who was... When, when, uh, when they, the, when do we all start turning on Daniel Harris, though? I have right. turned on <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, th- I thought Daniel Harris was cool, baby. Like, what the hell? What's going on here with all this Daniel Harris hate? Well, I mean, after that fucking meltdown and the hissy fish he threw, that, that kind of went up in the air. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, Jesus Christ and shit. My man is like, uh, fuck, fuck Daniel Harris. I hate her. I hope she goes to hell. I'm just saying, she's in the four worst Halloween movies. Why, why should she be in the fucking the new ones? I mean, I mean, you're, you're gonna disagree on Halloween for all day, so I'll I, I, I just say nothing. <laughs> like, I don't hate that movie as much as I hate Rob Zombie's in Halloween Five. Yeah, I'll give you that. So. Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two was awesome though, and if that. For Fifteen yeah, minutes. Those, I, <laughs> Yeah, you would know my opinion on that. I, I know, I know, I, I know, you, I know you like the trashy that shit. needs to stick to <laughs> and quit trying to make movies because he's awful, god awful at it. Yeah, yeah, Candy's been saying that since the first season. Season one, yes, <laughs> yeah. Candy, if registered timestamp said Rob Zombie should stop making movies and focus on his music. Um, ah, I like, I, I like Thirty One though. And and even his music, maybe he should stop making music. You know. Yeah, I'm I mean, with Dave on that. Music. Stop music. Well, I, I like his, his older music. And hold, I like- hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, Thirty One had Doomhead in it. Rob Zombie will always get a pass from me. Richard Richard, Brick, Richard Brick is amazing. awesome. He's yeah. awesome, and I got to hang out with him. He's he's fucking cool as shit. So yeah. In, in hell, everybody loves popcorn. <laughs> I, I will pay mortgage money to, to see a movie made about Doomhead. I want I, I want a solo Doomhead movie so fucking bad. So Rob Zombie will always get a pass for me for creating no. the character of Doomhead. I'm sorry, I'm revoking that. Uh, but we gotta move on. Um, you have no authority here. <laughs> oh, I have authority over this. Um, <laughs> Not me. Little lethal Not weapon me. reference right there. Love it. Don't, <laughs> don't get her started, Rob. She'll take it out on me. Ah, sorry, bro. <laughs> Rob, I, I'm like, 
have your shirt just for you. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. but I mean, he gets to go on the press junket here soon for Halloween Kills, so Sean, Sean will be okay. <laughs> because, I like because that. he's Jason. He's Jason Blum. God. <laughs> I want to change my Blum, subject. Uh, yeah. This is because. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. What were you saying, Ken? I want to change my prediction for the end. I think at the end, what's going to happen now is they're going to pan the camera down, and there's going to be a tumbleweed rolling, and it'll roll down the road, and it'll pan up, and it'll be Daniel Harris and Josh Hartnett standing there. <laughs> back to the Future 2, and they're going to be like, there's something familiar about all this. I'm thinking they're going to have a Back to the Future 2 Biff ending with Daniel Harris and Josh Hartnett. Uh, <laughs> Dave, you had your hand up. Did you have something to say? Oh, well, I, I, I was just thinking um, the, the, the actress we were just talking about who was, who was uh, um, trying really hard to get on this film. What was her name again? Because I haven't seen Daniel, Daniel Harris. Daniel Harris. It reminded me, this is showing my edge, but do you remember when Sean Young went kind of nutso and was trying real hard to be the next Catwoman? Yes. That, 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 when I was reading about that, he that's would, what it made and me and think of. He thought uh, Tim Burton was like, this bitch is crazy. Right. She showed up on like Letterman in a Catwoman suit, like totally un, um, you know, un, uh, uh, the, like they weren't expecting her to show up like that. Yeah. I just, that's what it made me think. Yeah. Of. She like, was basically stalking Tim Burton. Yeah. Like she, that, that, uh, that's, that was my only statement. I just made me think of that. He, that moment. He hid, he hid in his office under his desk to stay away from her. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. She went. Yeah, she went crazy. Yeah, so at least Daniel Harris, all she did was, like, meltdown on social media. She wasn't, like, stalking motherfuckers. Well, yes. <laughs> Erica killing boners once again. Thank you, Erica. So it's not going to be called Erica Kills. There's a scene called Erica Kills. We are funny. We're a funny bunch. Are we? Yes. Um, Ken, your hand was up. Did you actually have something you wanted to say before you go into Sean's shitty reviews? No, we were actually just going to talk about uh, Tumbleweed, Daniel Harris, Josh Hartnett. Okay. <laughs> um, he's over there trying to buy meth off Josh Hartnett. <laughs> With no teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I heard you got some meth. <laughs> oh, boy. That's meth up. <laughs> Damn! You know what? Now, 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 her scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood makes so much more sense now that I think about right. it. Since yeah. you said I didn't that, even know the oh my god! <laughs> yeah, really. Quentin was like, "Honey, we're here. Action! Let's go!" And she's just like, "What?" <laughs> the time has come for Sean's shitty reviews. Oh, yeah. All right. So I pulled, I pulled some of these off IMDb. I got some off of uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, there's some stinkers in here. <laughs> you may agree with some of them. Um, the first one is a one star from Marco four, seven, eight, two, six. He says party pooper, <laughs> senseless and ineffective mess of a film. What did you do to the genre? You hipster wannabe big name directors. Where's the <laughs> tension, the suspense, the thrills. All I saw was a cross between an indie flick and a found footage film. Through the overall tone, the interactions between the characters, the so-called deep dialogues and characterizations, give us back the fun. Stop taking yourselves too seriously. I'm completely disappointed. Um, our second what review, fucking movie did he watch? Right? Yeah, no shit. Our second review comes from C.M. Gillett, a one-star. Horrible. This movie was predictable and just terrible. I have never felt like walking out of a movie theater – but for this, I wanted to run away. 
Clever. Clever. Yeah. Um, this is a one-star review from the aptly named Jesus Saved Joshua. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me spark the alakazam for this one. Nothing, <laughs> nothing of value here to waste your time or money on. I could hardly believe my eyes when I saw this film, which actually was so boring and lame that a friend sitting next to me fell asleep. I have seen all the sequels, and this is the worst. There is nothing of entertainment value or scary about the sequel, this sequel other than the fact that I actually paid money for it. Oh, wow. Well, I, I think watch these fucking, people actually should go. were talking about The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. That's right. what I'm getting from this. <laughs> that guy should Our go next- masturbate the fucking Davy and Goliath on the Jesus channel. Yeah. I am Pazuzu. Go watch some Veggie Tales. Let me process that image. Hey, I uh, like Veggie Tales. Is a one star. <laughs> Arthur Daly Strilby, Shalloween, aka the Rotten Pumpkin. <laughs> like Shalloween. That's not bad though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. That's Shalloween. Yeah, that works. Like that okay. Yeah, that's good. Like the original right. Halloween is in my top five films of all time. This may be the bottom five. Even some of the sequels in the abysmal Rob Zombie reboots had some moments, but merely nodding in the direction of a loved classic could not make a good film. The first 20 minutes of the film could be dumped completely, and come to think of it, so could the 90 that follow. <laughs> All right, you know, it's a good writer. We got a one star here from uh, Cuckoo Kachu. <laughs> <laughs> and the title of this review is Halloween. He says, wow, color me duped. I really bought into the promises made by the filmmakers that they were going to honor the original and go back to the terrifying vibe John Carpenter once created. Pretty sure they meant they were just going to copy the Rob Zombie quick cut, loud, obnoxious style instead. About a few minutes into the mess, the British podcaster, guys, <laughs> British. Holds up the mask Michael Myers wore during his killing spree, saying the district attorney gave it to him. I had no idea that if you were a podcaster, you could just walk up to a district attorney and ask for a crucial piece of evidence from a notorious murder case. I need to try that. I'm a podcaster. I'd be like, hey, give me some evidence. Yeah. Can, can I borrow that real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Let me borrow this mask. All right. These last few are from Rotten Tomatoes. This was a uh, uh, three. Uh, the camera work is interesting. That sums up all the positives I can offer about this movie. <laughs> no logic whatsoever, and one principal character, Dr. Sartain, is particularly ludicrous. I feel bad for Jamie Lee Curtis. She must be really hard up for money. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, the next one is a zero. Uh, comes cool. from Trouble Kids 97 Who the hell likes this movie? <laughs> this is supposed to be scary. I grew up playing Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, and 4. If you thought this was scary, then you will crap your pants playing those games. Plus, oh my God. video games. Plus, this is one of those movies that has no logic whatsoever. Michael Myers, jailed in the mental hospital for 40 years, suddenly gained super intelligence and could track down random people in the middle of nowhere who happened to carry his mask. What the bleep? <laughs> the kills aren't suspenseful or scary. They just happen. I've seen a thousand of these in Scream and Friday the 13th and all the other franchises already. Am I supposed to be impressed? There are a bunch of people with guns in this movie, and they can't figure out how to take out a single guy with a knife. What the bleep cliche. Brief, this movie is an 
unoriginal piece of shit. Screw anyone who likes this movie. Damn, that dude just like. Ow. That's yeah. Wow. And last but certainly not least, a two star from a Dat Schnizzle. Dat Schnizzle, yes. And he says, so I saw Halloween today, and I really want to write a directive critic about this movie, but it was really bad. The jump scares in this film are so bad placed, and also the main theme is so bad placed. I don't know. Um, if you go into the phonics, did he just me, on John Carpenter's theme? <laughs> I, I just, I just want to say, if you go into a movie and you're looking for jump scares, especially a Halloween movie where it's a slasher movie, this is not a jump scare type movie. This but, is like you know, going into Wendy's looking for a taco. Well, they're looking for jump scares. That's, that's what it's about, and I fucking hate jump scares for that. If it's earned, then yes, but I don't want them every five fucking. Yeah, days. when you when you look at films like like the new It, for yeah. instance, that's that shit completely. That's up. what new films, you know, the, the new horror has done to us is that they've just they just use these cheap jump scares, and you don't have the practical effects. It's mostly CGI. And it's riddled with these cheap-ass jump scares, and so that's what kids nowadays are used to. Like our son, Ash, who we're trying to get him more into classic horror, but he's, like, into, like, stuff like it because of the, the jump scares. I'm like, honey, you've been raised better than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have shown you the path. Like, he watched the Exorcist, and he's like, that's it? I'm like, what? Get- no. I have no son. Yeah, but you also have to realize the time. You guys should probably hit him more. I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. Yeah, he's a baby, so it's like we're just – he's 14. We're introducing him. The girls are in college, so, Um, yeah, so we're just trying to shape him up. And And, and we've made strides. A year ago, he couldn't couldn't make it to Beetlejuice because it was too scary. Like I'm scared, and now he's like all about horror, but it has to be like this new crappy horror. And wow! I'm like, Wait, hold up. I have to watch Hereditary, which he really likes, just so he's growing. But anyway, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna appreciate y'all clowning him for not being able to take Beetlejuice when he <laughs> actually hears this. He's gonna he listen to this like, oh, thanks, guys. But they said it was a couple years ago. We've mentioned yeah. it, but like, uh, but you know, almost all horror fans, we've all talked about this on the show many times. We all started off scared, and mm-hmm. Ash just is a late bloomer, you know. Ash is gonna listen to this episode, walk in your room, and go, "Nice fucking podcast," and honk his cock just like. This. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wow. uh, if you let Sean tell it and shit, that might be, just be the case and shit because Sean has outed Ash many times throughout the course yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, told some Ash stories. He just wants to the podcast. Yeah, uh, especially about the if crusty socks the on the floor. Like, I have oh, no pair. Whoa. Whoa. I have no pair. Oh yeah, Nico, you weren't there for that episode. Sean was talking about Ash's crusty uh, socks on the floor. Oh, <laughs> well then. Ooh. I don't know. No. Sean's going to edit this out. Don't worry about it. No, Sean's going to leave it in. (laughs) Sean's going to leave it in just to be a schmuck about it because that's that's the show. No, I guess we'll go ahead and Oh, I'm sorry. Can you go? I, yeah, I just wanted to make one one real quick point that nobody, no surprise, nobody, not one person brought up. Um, the amazing fucking opening credit sequence with the fucking pumpkin yeah. rotted going yeah. back into yeah, what we And the fact that it was actually time-lapse photography that did that, it wasn't yeah. CGI, 
was even fucking better. I think that makes that scene much, much more effective for yeah, that. Bro, bro, give me a give, give me a break. I came in 45 minutes late. So give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought it up eventually. The, fa- the, the fact that it was like this riding pumpkin and like, you know, we it's almost like the resurrection of not only the franchise, but of Michael Myers as a character as well. I thought that was fucking brilliant that they did that for the opening. And and for now on, I'm going to refer to him as Papaw Myers because he's like 60-something years old. Six, it's a, well, <laughs> <laughs> like your who's your show and call him Papaw. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into reviews since there's so many of us, and I typically go first. So um, I always go first, actually. Um, I actually rated this higher than I thought that I would. Sometimes I'm generous, sometimes I'm stingy. I guess I'm feeling generous today. Uh, I'm going to give this 9 out of 10 broken teeth. Mm. Um, I don't, I, I, I've never been like a, a super fan of this franchise. Like, I've seen all the movies. I, I remember specifically paying m- money to see H2O in theaters and thinking hard about my life choices when I did that. Um, <laughs> that movie's garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't, I would never watch it again. But th- Wait, hold on, hold favorite- on. Wait, hold on, Kenny. Which, which one you say? H2O? That's it. I quit this show. Fuck that. <laughs> H2O's great, man. Ever. I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. That's it. No, no, fuck that. That's the final fucking straw. Don't get us fucked, Rob. Damn it. I'm out of here. Warriors shed on you, because I will. What? There was a big scandal over Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite franchise, so that's why I wore Freddy's tonight. Because I'm not a big Halloween person, and that's why I get it. I give this an out of ten, but that's in the Halloween universe. Um, I like the original film, and I like this. I will watch Halloween Kills. The other ones I will not rewatch ever again. And Rob Zombie, fuck that shit. <laughs> no, uh, never again. Not even no. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so I was I was impressed. But like I said, the bar was really fucking low. I had no expectations. I was like, am I going to bored? Am I going to hate it? And I didn't. I wasn't bored. It didn't suck, and I didn't hate it. Um, I like that. I like this return to sort of the spirit um, of the original film, uh, which is, you know, I, I do love Halloween 3, but I consider it its own thing. Um, we're talking about just like the mythos of Michael Myers, and I, I feel like you know Mike is back. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So I, I, a nine out of ten broken teeth. Uh, there's not much more I could say besides like I was impressed, and I wasn't expecting to be impressed. I have no interest in this franchise, but now I kind of do. Um, so yeah, nine out of ten. I'm generous tonight. And uh, and I'll be quick because I know that uh, Ken and Ashley got to go because I got to go see their movie. Um, I'm gonna give this eight out of ten gas station back. Feedings. Um, <laughs> fucking disgusting. I think it's dropping juice. Yeah, right. Um, nothing like killed right after dropping a juice. Um, I uh, I was you know pleasantly surprised. Like I said when I when I first saw this, I was like, great, another fucking reboot. Here we um, go. Here we go. Um, and and I was impressed. Uh, David Gordon Green. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with with you know Halloween Kills and Halloween Inn. Um, it blew my expectations after you know seeing uh, Sign Up for Spiders. Perfect. Thank you. Um, you know, and 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 having uh, Danny McBride involved in this totally was not expecting what what we got from it. 
Um, I thought it was pretty brutal. And I wanted to give a special shout out to Heath Hood, who ran the special effects for this. Um, he did uh, he did special effects for for quite a few movies, uh, in particular Deadpool two, and Candy's favorite Twilight Breaking Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're having a discussion right now, sir. Wait, seriously? We we talked about it during Interview with the Vampire. Okay, I don't uh, want to talk about it anymore because I'm already getting paid. <laughs> okay. You like Twilight? <laughs> Books. Yes, I do. You're a, you're, you're a Twihard? You guys know I love <laughs> I had a bad experience. Even the sparkly ones? Jesus. Kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who played pickup games of baseball in the woods? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're up. Which one of us? Uh, Ken and Ashley, what are your reviews out of 10? What's yours? So mine is eight heads being stomped. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, Halloween has always been my favorite franchise. Um, it's just Michael has is my favorite villain. He's always scared me as a kid, and it's just the nostalgia of it, and I, I like the film. Awesome. Yeah. I want to show you something really quick, Ashley. Um this is our new slasher palette we're about to put out. You see, I'm wearing Michael tonight. It's the orange. Yeah. Awesome. You too. We got Freddie in there, too. But yeah, I'll show you pictures later. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. please send them. Um, I'm going to give this, I'm going to go seven heads impaled on a fence post. Um, <laughs> I, I think this movie, like I said, in comparison to the rest of the franchise, I think it's one of the better ones. Um, but I think there's a lot to be desired in the film. Um, but then again, I, I may feel this way as I do about A New Hope once this last trilogy is over and the fact that it, it may not be the best standalone, but once you put it together with the rest of the trilogy, it makes it that much better. So once I see these last two with kills and ends, it may completely change the way that I look at this film. So um, as of right now, I'm going to give it probably a seven. But at the end of the trilogy, I'd like to revisit this with you guys and maybe see how we compare the whole trilogy with each other. Yeah, that would be awesome. We, we we got a dip, guys. I appreciate this so much. And after okay, this program, I will plug you guys, you guys at the end of the show. Nice meeting yes. you. Sorry, Good meeting you guys. Yeah, enjoy yeah, the movie. Yes, Good luck. I really genuinely hope to work with you again. Oh, uh, well, can okay, you give everybody my I'm Instagram handle? Yeah, put give everybody my Instagram handle too. That way, I can have some of you guys come on Sledgehammer Horror Podcast as well. I'd love to get to know the rest of you guys too. Awesome, sure, sure. Thank absolutely. You so yeah, thank you. Enjoy the movie. Have, have Thank fun. You. Bye, guys. All right, we'll text you after. Let you know how it is. Yeah. Uh, have a good one. Chat. See ya. Enjoy. Bye. See ya. Bye. 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 I was going to give it a 9 out of 10 bond me sandwiches initially, <laughs> but, but it's going to get the 10 out of 10 the last time I got to do something with my friend that passed. Hmm. For the for that, so this is a little sentimental for me because this was the last thing that we got to do before she died. And halfway through, she leaned over and she was like, "There's gonna be another one." I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "We're going to see it, right?" I'm like, "Definitely." And then you know, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna leave a, a seat open for her at the screening for that. But because of that, it gets ten out of ten. Um, it's not even just because of that. This is my my favorite. Of the Halloween franchise, I think they got so much right with this, as opposed to wrong. Again, the only really major 
issue I have with the movie is that Dr. Sartan scene. But other than that and how quickly they, they righted the, the ship there, um, I, I really have no problems with this. Um, the only ones I really hate, ironically, all four have Daniel Harris, who we learned a lot more about, even more so than I thought we would ever. Yeah, that um, was eye-opening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm like I'm super hyped for fucking Halloween Kills. Like I, you know, the fact that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride came through from, from the comedy world, and, you know, delivered and not only delivered, like delivered in spades with this, that the rest of this is going to be even better. And to kind of touch on what Ken was saying before, how he thinks that he'll be looking at this as a new hope, I I have to agree. And I think that when Kills comes out, I think that's going to be the Empire Strikes Back of the Halloween franchise, or at least like this particular trilogy as as it's as it's happening yeah um, respect, that's some big shoes right it's some some yeah i mean to, to, to get to that level of for a sequel you got to be that good yeah so you know I, I i only think that they're gonna go up from here there's no way that they're gonna it can't be any worse than rob zombies that's sequels. true so <laughs> there's there's no way that they're gonna butch this up it's not gonna be fucked up but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I I honestly I, I'm just I'm, bold I'm, I'm, I'm fully I'm fully on board when they announced that it was Danny McBride and David Gordon Green coming to, to do these movies. I was I was hyped then. I, I, I had a good feeling about it, especially since Jordan Peele had just lined it out. You know, and we, we touched on the fact that these comedians now are breaking into horror and doing it well yes. because it is it is kind of a fresh voice to, you know, kind of resurrect these franchises or create new ones in Jordan Peele's case. But, you know. Yeah, this is 100% my, my favorite. This has a lot of my, my favorite scenes and the score. The fucking score is fantastic in this. I don't I don't think John Carpenter has been better than this until the next one comes out. Mm. <laughs> so 10, definitely give this a 10. Okay, uh, Rob. Uh, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 nasty-ass toenails. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like this one a lot. Um... Uh, aside from the the stupid ass teen shit with uh, Allison and her boyfriend, that shit was highly fucking unnecessary. Um, I don't I don't mind the doctor because it's a it's an actual shot at um, Rob Zombie and the and the or you know him trying to sympathize with Michael in his movies. It, it alludes to the, the doctor trying to sympathize with Michael and trying to understand him. And you know what I'm saying I like all that shit. I think all that shit is brilliant. I like the, the, those touches that they do. When uh, Laurie finally meets him, so you're the new Loomis. Like she's literally stating the obvious, you know. Like, right, that right. Shit, that, that shit to me is fucking brilliant. I, I love that shit. And uh, yeah, I, I love the brutality of it all. Uh, I love Michael just going around, like Sean said, just fucking killing bitches. Yeah. Um, just fucking stabbing bitches in the back of the head. Since we, you know, we just <laughs> we just out of control here and shit. We just you know, calling women bitches now. Fuck that, killing bitches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We, we just say bitch all the time. And I noticed. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll be yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, bitch, what's up? You know, like it, it can mean so many things. The word bitch is powerful. <laughs> yeah, dude, I get it, bro. Bra. Bra. No, no, no. I mentioned on Twitter that Kenny says dude in between utterances of motherfucker. And it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I mean, talking to Kenny on the phone. Shit, just be like, dude, that that dude is a motherfucker. <laughs> She's probably talking about me, isn't she? <laughs> I no, no, I never. Said, no comment. <laughs> but yeah, 
No, but yeah, I really, I really like this shit one a lot. Uh, I like David Gordon Green. Uh, I like his shit, um, especially uh, Pineapple Express. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his Pineapple Express, and to see him go from like that and uh, what was that, Your Highness? Yeah. That, yeah. that he did and shit. I actually like that, but uh, it, that gets shitted on a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I got No, go ahead, Sean. I got to tell you that the scene in Your Highness with the Minotaur dick on the necklace <laughs> when, when he goes to take it off, he's stuck on his head. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, 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 oh no! When they go to see the fucking wise one and shit, and he's basically telling him he wants he wants us to jerk him off. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that shit is hilarious. But uh, yeah, like to see him go for that, like you know, and uh, you know, do you know, uh, no pun intended, kill it with this one. Yeah. You know, and like yeah, like you know, especially like that one shot, like he. he I fell in love with him the minute he pulled off that one, one shot with Michael just going around the neighborhood killing people. I love shit yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, good, I, I'm, yeah, I know how much I love, you know, just cinematic techniques like that and filmmaking and, you know, to be, to be able to pull that off, especially in the slasher movie and shit, I just find greatness. So, yeah, I love that shit. So, yeah, nine out of ten nasty ass toenails for me. And Rob, <laughs> Rob, isn't he doing um the new version of The Exorcist now? I believe so. And it's yeah. supposed to be very similar to this, how he did this, where it's going to be a continuation from the first movie, yeah. ignoring the events of the other ones. Curious yeah. Which which, yeah. which 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 bums me out because that means they're ignoring Exorcist three, and I fucking love Exorcist three. Yeah, I mean, when we did it on the show, I think we had a really great discussion. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. We'll yeah. talk, when the new one comes out, we'll talk about that, and we'll see what what we have to see. Um, next up is Erica. I have to go with like. <laughs> Um, seven out of ten um, unnecessary evil psychiatrist plot twists. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was like some things like that that you know kind of annoyed me about the film and certain characters um, that were clearly unnecessary throwaway characters. Even before they were killed, they just weren't you know that interesting. But I think there were a lot of good things about this this film. Like other people, like Nico and others mentioned, the score is fantastic. Um, I think, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is great in this and seeing like what what her character is like, you know, 40 years later and how she's always, you know, constantly preparing for Michael coming back. It's like I I really think she holds this movie together in so many ways. Um, I also do like um, that the the violence is a lot more uh, explicit than, you know, obviously the original film. Basically, nothing's on screen or very little's on screen. I like how it's almost as brutal as the Rob Zombie remakes, but I think the uh, the story is better than Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'm not going to diss Halloween 2, because I do love that, but Rob Zombie's Halloween sucks. Too much of the <laughs> backstory. Um, but I like how they have that, that kind of brutal quality of Michael Myers, kind of similar to the Rob Zombie films. Um, that made me kind of happy. Um, so even though I'm not a big fan of the Halloween franchise compared to other franchises, I did enjoy this one. Okay, awesome. Uh, Matt? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 Doomsday Prepper vibes. I was all for Jamie Lee Curtis's house, man. Like, that shit was dope. But, yeah. um I enjoyed the movie. Like, uh, the first one to me, like I said before, is always going to be the best. For some crazy reason, because there's not a lot of craziness in it. But this one, like, was good, too. I enjoyed it. By the time I was done, I wasn't, like, upset. Like, uh, what movie did we do two weeks ago or something like that? That I feel like I wasted my time. 
Yeah. So yeah, it was a good movie. Awesome. Okay, uh, Dave. Uh, I'm gonna give this eight out of ten. Uh, Cophead Jack O' Lanterns, because I thought that was a cool <laughs> scene. But uh, the one, th- the thing about like uh, that I, that attracted me to this uh, movie was sort of the comedy elements, and so you got Danny McBride. Um, who's obviously known for more of his comedy stuff. Like, what happens when you see a horror movie and there's a huge scare? What do you do immediately after? You laugh. So there's a deep connection between comedy and horror, I think. Absolutely. So, um, and also the big complaint we've had sort of is the um, the, the uh, overwhelming amount of fan service But in this. Uh, but to me, like, fan service is like when you're going out with your significant other and they tell you, oh, you look really nice. You know, they, you know that they might not be really sincere, but it's still nice to hear. You know what? I'll give me the fan service. Even if you, I know you're just doing it because you want the dollars, I'll still take it. I'll still take that little bit of, you know, uh, validation. I'll still take because I'm desperate. But, That's um, creative. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Um, I thought it was great. I'm so looking forward. The, the uh, trailer for Halloween Kills has got me so hyped. I can't tell you. Uh, I, I can't wait mm. to see it. Um, I'm glad that this uh, this version this this one brought the um, the series back from the dead as far as I'm concerned because I didn't see any of the other ones and I don't want to. I like the fact that they let Jamie Lee Curtis age. Like if you notice, she's got the same exact hairstyle she was wearing in the '78 movie. It's just gray now. She hasn't moved on at all. She's still, yeah. you know, like the, her hair doesn't matter to her. I, I like that too. I'm looking forward to what what the next two movies have. Okay, uh, I'm going to take this time to talk about what's coming up um as of the recording date right now uh tomorrow eric and i will be recording a ghoul's night out episode and it will be the stepfather we also (laughs) have uh the original fright night coming up uh yes on monday fright night and um we're going to be doing the original maniac uh we have and we have a horror business. Our next one is Goodfellas. So I'm really excited to talk about that. And we are finally going to tackle Scream. Um, Erica may not be here with us for that. I kind of need her, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, I'll get through. But we have a lot more coming up. So uh, less shows, a lot of things to talk about. And, uh, yeah, that's what's up. Uh, plugs, do you want me to just go straight into my plugs? Go for it. Okay. Um, everything... Um, the house that screams related, uh, my related to me and anybody on this podcast is in my link tree. It's link tr.ee slash candy the final girl. Uh, you can find the podcast, you can find uh, the Eric and I's makeup, Final Girl Cosmetics US on there. Um, we are just about to release the slasher palette as of this recording. Um, stock just came in today. And we have a really cool new lipstick color as well as a new eyeshadow palette that we're super excited to get out. Um, so, you know, and prep for Halloween, um, get ready for the slasher palette. But, um, I, and I want to, yeah, it's in my link tree, but Sledgehammer Horror um, on YouTube. Uh, check them out. That's uh, Ken and Ashley that were here. Uh, check them out. They are in my link tree. I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, huge shout out to Ken and Ashley for being here tonight. Uh, it was great having you. Um, shout out to all of you that are here with us tonight, uh, especially Rob, who made it late, but at least he made it. <laughs> and, um, and shout out to everybody listening. Thank you. Okay. And speaking of Rob, we'll let Rob go next. What do you got for us? Just like a Puerto Rican to be late. <laughs> <laughs> 
of course, um, you can find all my links um, to this show and uh, me and Max show the Action Drunkies at uh, my link tree links. Um, what is it? Linktr.ee slash the Cinema Drunkie, and um, uh, we we will be me and Mac are starting our recordings for season three of the Action Drunkie soon. Uh, to let you know, it, it will be a tribute for the recently departed Sonny Chiba, where we will be having a multi-part um, episode discussion on the films of the Street Fighter. Um, so check that one out when that comes out. Um, I don't know when this episode's coming out. So uh, it'll probably be in close tandem to that uh, since we come out in late September, season three. And uh, yeah, uh, shout out to the usual suspects. Uh, Mikey Eight Hands. Uh, yes. Love you, bro. Uh, even though we was going back and forth talking shit to each other <laughs> yesterday on Twitter about Spider-Man and my man Rick Yoon, X-Blade from The Man with the Iron Fist. Nobody talks about my man X-Blade the, the way you do, Mike. I swear <laughs> vengeance on you. No, I'm just kidding. I love yeah. you, bro. <laughs> uh, of, of course, uh, our bro Larry! Yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, Chris and uh, all, all of our favorite people over at uh, Action Twitter. We love y'all. And uh, yeah, and, oh, of course. So uh, shout out to Lindsay from Schlock and All, and Daniel from Cobwebs Podcast. He just, I just had an episode released on uh, the the two Time Machine, uh, Time Machine 1960 and Time Machine 2002, um, both based on my all time favorite book, The Time Machine by H. G. Wells. Hell uh, yes. That that was a really great discussion. I get really deep on that one. Um, if I you can't if wait. you. If y'all did to listen, that was basically like a therapy session for me. So. Oh wow, I'm I definitely want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, I get really fucking deep on that one. Oh, the 1960 one is is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if if you want if you want the deep part, it's in the the discussion of the 2002 version. I get really fucking oh, deep. What a um, turd. Uh, no, no, hey, hey, hey. Sorry, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I apologize. Forget about it. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, shout out to Daniel, and uh, shout out to uh, Ron over at Filmstrip, and uh, Matt over at Film Feast, and uh, yeah, shout out to all my people who's out there in podcast world, and shout out to you guys. Uh, sorry, I was so late. This computer fucking sucks dick at the moment. Uh, since the last never, so yeah, we're glad the to fucking have- the, the, the the last time I was on here, I updated it, and then I fucking didn't sign on since and shit, and it, it seemed to be still fucking updating and shit by the when i signed in again we went through so, the same thing when ours crashed yeah 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 this shit was blowing my fucking balls you know yeah hey if, you're, if your computer is sucking dick and blowing balls i'm on my way <laughs> no shit <laughs> is that like an upgrade or can i how do i get no don't worry don't worry i've had worse and shit uh a lot of one minute wonders <laughs> <laughs> matt got that joke <laughs> <Next case. laughs> uh, but yeah that, that, that's it for me that's it for my plugs okay uh nico you can find me on instagram and twitter at el jefe del horror the boss and the link tree to everybody that's in here for the show it's linktr.ee slash the real nico nice and I don't think there's any events coming up. By the time this airs, every oh, actually there is one. They're, Mahoning's doing the Weekend of Terrors, 
It's um September 24th, 25th, and 26th. Michael Berryman's going to be there for, yeah. for the original Hills Have Eyes. And they're they're doing a special screening. It's a double feature for Toby Hooper on that Saturday. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where they're going to have the actor that plays Jerry. Um, Ed Neal's going to be there, the hitchhiker, and John Dugan, Grandpa. And they're showing Eaten Alive, too. Oh, that's that's a second nice. feature. I want to go. <laughs> so, which go? Um, I know it's not horror, but they just recently announced that they're doing the uh, Back to the Future triple feature. They yeah. are. Yeah. By the time this is, I'm not sure. I know. I know. Um, somebody, September 10th, somebody, and 11th. I, well, somebody I live with is making something. Like this week, we're releasing three it. episodes. We're trying to catch up, so tomorrow, Killer Clowns will drop. Just so you know. Love that one. Killer clown. Um, somebody somebody who was the MVP of the Mahoning for you guys that I live with might be working on something for the Back to the Future thing as we speak. Fuck um, yeah. So. We'll tell that person. Well, drink a Bud Light Orange. Yes. Oh, and I guess anybody, but I guess I guess this will, I mean, this will be before the show. Um, the Oaks Monster Mania show, they just announced today that Joe Bob and Darcy, well, Darcy, they announced today they're, so whoever missed her at the Mahoning, you guys basically, um, she's gonna be there. So if you need something, I can get it for you since I'll be there. All um, right, I'll talk to you about that in chat. They um, also announced the Monster Squad reunion where they got the monsters. They got uh, Ryan Lambert, the fan favorite Rudy, and Andre Gower after his heart attack is actually gonna be there. Oh wow! Doing an appearance, yeah, he's gonna be there. And yeah, he's gonna work on that. <clears throat> On the Monster Squad, yeah. They um they are also doing a Halloween Kills reunion. So far, they got Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney to be there the week after the movie comes out. Oh wow! October twenty okay. second to the twenty fourth. Nice. Okay. Hey. Um. Hey, Matt. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, hey, Candy, are we ever gonna do Children of the Corn? Oh, oh God. If, oh God. If no. you want me to, we can. I love that. I'll add it. I was I was just I was just I was just thinking about it because I was watching the tra- I saw the trailer for it and I was like I wonder if we ever do Children of the I've Corn. I've got a list going of stuff that's going in season six that I haven't. Wait, wait, Mac, Mac, did you say you like Children of the Corn? Come on, you know that's my jam. That and Lost Boys, like I love those movies. Word, Lost Boys. Word. Yeah. Lost Boys, we will be doing. It's already on the schedule. Yo, remember, remember that time we got mad high and we watched that shit? And I love it, man. <laughs> I fucking love. Oh, come on, Michael. <laughs> You're to face me, David. These fucking sunglasses, like they're so distracting. Keep your um, is the man. I'm to talk mad shit about the Lost Boys. Just wait, um, <laughs> Max, did you have any plugs? Uh, just a thank you to the listeners. I'm a still line from Dave. Seek these wonderful peoples out. Shout out to my brother and me, Action Drunkies. Uh, season three is coming. Wrath of Statham, All Star Animes. I am working on it. It's coming. Uh, it's got a lot on my plate, and some voiceover work has been the pipes, and uh, it's yes. Can't wait. Wait, yeah. wait. Shout out, shout out to Mac for promoting Wrath of State because I didn't. <laughs> He's got no, I'm saying, man. When, when, is, when is this Last Dragon episode ever going to happen? Oh, I was just meant to tell that. This. I was going to mention. Talking about that. Yeah, we were just talking about it because me and Mac were talking about uh, season three being more martial arts uh, oriented. Good. Then maybe you can do um, House Flying Daggers. No, no, yeah, yeah, we were talking about that because you know you're already set because you have um, that and Hero and um, yeah, Zhang, all her yeah, stuff. Yeah, and um, what was the other one? I, I told you to watch the Grandmaster. 
Yeah, I need to do that. It's on my list. I promise. Yeah, if you ever do a Shaw Brothers retrospect, dude, I've been watching them like fucking crazy, so I'm all in on that. No, one no, too. no. We, we're definitely gonna do Matt Shaw Brothers. So, so you're down, and uh, I also got you down for Last Dragon. Um, Sean, I wanted to ask if he wanted to do the Man with the Iron Fist with us. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, you have um, to be back on in a minute, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we Stop yeah, we need, yeah, we need Sean back on. Yeah, make yeah. it awkward. Yeah. No. See <laughs> what happened. Need no. back on so I can talk about dead motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, this, that was my parents' favorite line. <laughs> Everybody um, thinks a dead motherfucker. The season three was going to start with us talking about Bruce Lee movies, but since Sonny Chiba passed, we changed it to Sonny Chiba out of, you know, out of, out of honor and respect to, to, to the legend's passing. So we're going to do Sonny Chiba movies for for the opening season three, but then we're going to get into it. Uh, we're still going to do Bruce Lee. Yeah. Um, I'm really uh, excited. I'm, I'm, really, in, I'm like, in for Enter the Dragon, too. My teeth that for one. the Matrix. Candy already called Enter the Dragon, bro. I called it. Yeah, Mark, I was can't, 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 I called Enter the Dragon. Wait, like, wait, wait. You can't have more than one person on the show? We try we not to. We, we don't do those, bro. We don't do that here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, it's not, not like my, my bad. Everybody my bad. can jump in. I'm we sorry. give you multiple shows, though. Like, we got you. Right, 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 right. Um, But, yeah, there's still mad openings for uh Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Candy called Enter the Dragon like last year. Yeah, last March year. Get you over here too. Yeah. Um, Mike already called Way of the Dragon. Uh, Chris already called The Big Boss. Jenna called um, uh, Fist of Fury. So the only Bruce Lee movies left. This is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the only Bruce Lee movies left are the fucking shitty ones that nobody wants to talk about. Ah. There's, there's, there's only one. There's only one more, and that's Game of Death. Yeah, I want to no, do some I'm, Green I'm Hornet good. episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, I know, I know. Erica's into the martial arts. I would like to have yeah, Erica talk about some. There's several Bruce Lee movies I really like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk some Shaw Brothers shit because Shaw Brothers and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, th- that was the one thing I wanted to come on here and ask Sean was if he wanted to do the Man with the Iron Fist. Of course and, um, he does. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to start a movement called Release the Rizza Cut to release the four-hour cut of the Man with the Iron Fist. Yes, please. Yes, the, there is a four-hour <laughs> cut, and and Mike Leader, who is a prominent figure in the Hong Kong community, uh, he he's casted many films. Uh, he has confirmed that there is a longer cut, and they were actually planning on splitting it into two movies, but it was vetoed by the producers, and that mm-hmm. there is enough footage to do a four-hour cut. I just received that on Twitter from Mike Leader, so that's very exciting, uh, and. And, uh, I just want the Rizzo cut. I want the four-hour cut of the the man with the iron fist. Uh, I love the man with the iron fist, and I uh, can't wait to talk about that. And I can't wait to talk about uh, martial arts because martial arts is my favorite thing. And uh, I yeah, know that's not... as far as action, it's the only stuff I really get into. Absolutely. And if you ever want to do any Gordon Liu movies, let me know because I love Gordon Liu. I, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. Again. I, I know. I know. See that face Candy just put out with her cigarette. The only action I get into. <laughs> I, I, I peed you, girl. I peed you. Fancy cuz on the dead homie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I know, Sean, you called uh, a diagram pole fighter a while ago, so I yeah. got you marked out for that. What the fuck? Yeah, if we do the 36 Chamber that? of Shaolin, I'm in for all those. I got you. I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you do know chamber. I have to find some of these, though, bro. They're on Prime, bro. They're on Prime. Okay. Yeah, they're all well, on Prime. That's Takashi okay. Ike, who I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 a lot of the Shaw Brothers shit is on Prime. Like, where you found uh, the kid with the golden arm, where we were supposed to do the episode with... Oh, uh, fucking uh, love that movie, too. Uh, and I'll be quick. No plugs. Uh, I just wanted to mention uh, Marilyn Eastman, um, Helen Cooper from the original Night of the Living Dead, 
passed away four days rest ago. May she rest in peace. Yes. One of the best death scenes ever. I know. Getting stabbed to death with a trowel by her daughter. Um, and I just love my Thursday nights with you people. I love you beautiful people. And thank you for letting me be here. That's it. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be, hopefully you're going to love us twice next week because uh, we have, Eric and I have a show tomorrow. Monday we have Fright Night. And then Thursday we have, oh, God, I don't even fucking know. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Maniac. Yes. I will take so my we, vitamins. We got, it. we got two shows next week. So hopefully you'll love Monday and Thursday. I'm ready. Nice. Okay. Uh, Erica, what do you got? Uh, quick plugs. Just uh, You find me on Instagram at MyHorrificLife or on my website, MyHorrificLife.com. And also want to give a shout out to my friend Andrei Iskanov. Um, check out his movies if you haven't already. I'll be going back to Russia in about a a little less than a month to help him finish breaking Ouroboros or at least my scenes in it. Um, so looking forward to that far East Russian food or sleeping on a bed with no mattress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <on the horizon. laughs> called prison. Yeah. <laughs> so a quick question for you, Erica though. Um, does that mean I can squeeze in that Jacob's wife? I mean, cause since you said it's about a month, so it won't, you won't be leaving until like mid September. We could squeeze in that yeah. gold line out of Jacob's wife. Okay, cool. Then I'll schedule that. Let me let you know. Oh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, Erica. Oh, no, I'm done. No, I'm going away. I'm going to be on vacation from September 8th to the 18th. Okay, so whatever, enjoy your whatever, vacay. Whatever you, me and my wife, we're going to go away. So whatever you guys have planned, I'm sorry. I'm probably going to miss that. That's okay. No. Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy. Yes. No, I'll send you pictures vacation. from Mexico. Yeah. Oh, what part of Mexico are you going? Uh, Cancun. Nice. I bet I went to Cozumel. It was it was fucking great. Yeah. Okay. On that note, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and uh, say goodbye. All right then. Uh, thank you guys so much for a good conversation. Um, I'll see Erica tomorrow, and the rest of you Monday is Fright Night. So. Can't wait. You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> he says, okay, yeah, I, that's my quote. I yeah. quote that. I so. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I love you guys and take care. Nico, get your sugar going. Yep. Right. Get it up, okay? Love you guys. Right. Love, love you guys. y'all. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night.